the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. so wonderful to go to Freedom Summit on Saturday after finding out how screwed we were by 13 Republicans on Friday. Those Republicans included Illinois' very own Adam Kinzinger, who is going to lecture us from Mount High without ever really achieving anything. In fact, Adam's entire career sums up why you do not support Republicans and you support people like the few politicians, the couple that were there at Freedom Summit, Alan West and Ted Cruz. Wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, all of you that I got to meet, over 700 patriots and, and fans of the show and not, not my show. Believe me, there were some there that didn't like it. And that was the broader point. Um, I, I had just I'm still amazed because I'm just really a listener and people think I do this show because I'm a scumbag like the Irish gypsy who used to be on here and was part of the tea party that was elected with Adam Kinzinger, Joe Walsh. And it was about Joe Walsh. This show is not about me. That's that's how I do it every day. It is not it has nothing to do with me. The reason that I do this and I was listening to some pe- some people and it was great because some guys are like, you get me so aggravated. My blood pressure's up and you got me thinking. And what I do this show for is not like um, the, the, the people that would vote for the Illinois Republicans and just say, oh, shucks, what could you do? Those are not my people. I don't do it for any Democrats. If you're a socialist to me, you are anti-American. You are my enemy. So this show is not for you. So really, when you think about it, it's a show for 20% of the people, maybe 30, that make the world go around. Those people that demand those principles of Americanism. So it's a small window. So when you see people come up to you and they like the show and they want to meet me, it's, it's, it's beyond flattering. It's not something I ever thought would happen, and it's wonderful. But while I was there, I was thinking about how all of these good people had to be or were deceived by the con artists like Adam Kinzinger and like the Irish Gypsy and like so many others who try to take advantage of us because they really do have contempt for us. And I thought about this as one of the, the audience members came up and wanted to give me advice. So I have to be quite frank with you. I have Two very good rules that were taught to me by a very successful man who was not a relative but used to be around my grandfather's business. His name was Harry, and he had built a very successful company from nothing. 
and I had the utmost respect for him. And he gave me two, two bits of advice that I never forgot. I was very young when he gave them to me. He said, number one, if you're hoping to get even, you already lost. Number two, advice is something you can only take from people who achieved it or people who love you. Those are the only two people that actually want to see you do well. Most of the advice you get in your life, he didn't say this, this is me now, but I came to realize most of the advice you get in your life is from people who cannot, but they know all the ways to make it successful. But did they? No. But they're victims of circumstance, so they want to give you advice. So when doing a radio show, it's really hard to get advice, right? Because most of the people never did it. So I don't really take advice. And when this show goes on and when the, the light goes on, I don't mimic, I don't listen to other radio hosts. What I try to do for this time that we have together is maybe to a certain point, I don't intentionally get you aggravated because this is just how I roll. This is how I think. I don't like when 13 Republicans betray us. I don't like it, but I'm not surprised by it. Because I have paid attention to politics. I don't care and give a rip about sports. It's preposterous to me. Do I enjoy a good fight? Yeah, I'll watch contact sports for some time. But I do not. This is what I focus on. Because when you start out in a position where you want to do better in life, if you deviate from that goal, you're wasting time to me. Every day I try to do something a little better. I try to be better. When I had kids, I tried to provide more. Ironically, where I'm a socialist is in my house. I get the money and I spread it around and everybody gets to do what they want with it. But I always have been aware that it's the politics that destroys the quality of life for American citizens. We are supposed to be protected from politics that can devalue our dollar, can put us under heavy uh, coercive, cumbersome taxation and regulation. So this has been something I've focused on throughout my life, from the very 70s when I was able to be aware of it till, till now. So to me, there's only one thing that men need to pay attention to, and it's politics. And when you see something that happened a year ago, and when you see something that happened under the Obama administration like Obamacare, and when you see how we get oh so close and the money pours in and then you get, an, you get a vote like we just witnessed where 13 Republicans voted to devalue our dollar and voted in essence for the Marxist Mafia Party. And they hide like Adam Kinzinger. Now we can have infrastructure. Well, see, Adam isn't interested in infrastructure. He never was. Adam is interested in bribery. And now that this money will flow to these districts, these corrupt kleptocracy is what Illinois is. This corrupt cabal of gangsters in this gangster government. The people who stand to make money are going to make a fortune. And they are going to drop off bags of money to the very politicians that enrich them. So when this vote took place, and I'm going to prove it to you. I've got Nancy Pelosi admitting as such. When this vote took place... They knew it was going to pass. The rest is kabuki theater. So if by me telling you that, it aggravates you, my response to you is good. Get aggravated and get motivated and pull your head out of your derriere and stop watching men in tights chasing balls and make this something you talk about with your friends and your family. Because until you do, the Adam Kinzingers will be able to be chameleons 
of American principles, of conservatism, of whatever you want to call it. They're chameleons. And the minute they're in that car, they do the same thing that the pseudo-intellectual, butter-handed Marxist does. They laugh at us. They laugh at you. So this show isn't for people that don't want to be aggravated about reality. If you want to be willfully ignorant, then put your big fat sport coat on with the dandruff on your lapel and go be ignorant. But don't tell me to come and be a Pollyanna and put lipstick on the pig of the Republican Party as it sits. You got the wrong guy. So change the station and go listen to Big and Stupid up the dial because I don't give a rip what you think. That's for the people that criticize. Now for us, the actual people who are victimized by these political whores, these self-enriching, self-aggrandizing frauds with their side parts and their Brooks Brothers suits, now we strap in. Because I don't take a day off. I don't give a, I don't know Monday from Tuesday from Friday. I'm like Joe Biden when it comes to that. Every day is game day. And every day it matters. And when you have that core set of principles, you could plug it into every instance. So for me, this show is easy. I hate to tell you that. It's easy because the principles are simple. And compromise is something you do with somebody you love. Either somebody you're married to or the fruit of your loins. And for the rest of it, you do not compromise with scum and scourge and gypsies. You don't do it. Because when someone is wrong, they have nothing to give up. See, a compromise is when people give up something. When you are standing on a position of of wrong, you can't give up anything. You can only gain from those people who are right in their principles, who are righteous in their life. And yet they give up a little bit of it. And before you know it, you know what you got? You got a bunch of politicians who've made hundreds of millions, tens of millions, who've achieved actually nothing in their life. Children, good for nothing children like Adam Kinzinger, who is a multi, multi millionaire, more than 90% of the people that voted for him because they believed he was going to restore conservatism or Americanism or, or values, whatever shtick he sold you. But this is time to understand, this wasn't a vote on Friday. This was a game. It's a game. And we're losing because we don't have a seat at the table except for a few good politicians. And, it, and the numbers are dwindling. And if that's going to make you angry, well, welcome to America. Pull your head out of your derriere and get angry. Or be willfully ignorant. And you put on that size 52 sport coat and you look in your circus mirror and you say, I look good today. Go ahead. But don't come to me and complain about it. All right? That's how I take criticism. What do you think of that? Now, on to prove my point with post-op Pelosi, who would give you a facial expression if only the Botox didn't turn her into a mannequin. But the fact is, is that our members are engaged in very thoughtful deliberation with each other. Uh, nine, as I said to you before, 90% of this bill has been agreed to, House, Senate, White House, and written. 90% of these idiots didn't read 10 pages of it. They were told what's in it by lobbyists, by corporatists, by the corrupt benef- beneficiaries of this, what is an absolute crime. This isn't an infrastructure bill. It is a inflation bill, a bankruptcy bill, a pay-to-play schematic written with ambiguity where each one of those over 2,000 pages will only enrich the politically connected and bribe their useful idiot base. 
You know, on, uh, yesterday on my way to the airport, my wife and I went for a uh, lunch. And while we were at a stoplight, some drug addict scum plowed into us at 40 miles an hour. She was the Democrat base. She was 20-something. She was high on something. She was good for nothing. And now that this bill passed, this roach of a human being is going to get all the money she needs to live her miserable existence, her miserable good-for-nothing existence. And all she has to do is vote DNC, which I'm sure, and I told the policeman, I'm sure she has a DNC card in her purse versus an insurance card. What, did she have the gold or the platinum? What, do you think she had Allstate when she hit me? This society in our lifetime has gone from being a place where you could do anything to a place that penalizes the doers, penalizes the achievers in the name of the roaches. That's what this so-called infrastructure bill is. And you know who you have to thank for it? Corrupt political whores. They call themselves Republicans and Democrats, but it doesn't matter. This goes to prove it doesn't matter. Because 13 people who were sent to a position, to a place to help their constituents, just damn them, and they know it. And they just wanted the payoff. 312-642-5600. I hope you're aggravated. I had a great time. Finally, finally got to meet Ted Cruz, Lieutenant Colonel West. I had him laughing a little bit. I've changed, reduced him to the wife. And we all agree on one thing. All of our problems in this country are very simple to fix. Correct the compromising with communists. Should Americans in what will likely be a cold winter, most of them are, expect to pay higher prices for heating their homes? Yeah, uh, th- this is going to happen. It will, be, uh, it will be more expensive this year than last year. It doesn't have to be. None of this has to be. And 81 million morons who exist or may not exist, who are alive or may be dead, should not be able to do this to us. So it needs to stop. Kira, Elgin. Sean, I am now an activist since attending the Freedom Summit. $21 billion is going to this woman who you just had on for a clean energy office. She's laughing. It's in the bill. It's in the bill that 13 Republicans. And here's what you got to do, Kerry. You don't have to be, you know, some like me. I work three jobs, right? Thank God this is one of them. There are men out there and women who can't, don't have the time to be an activist, but the knowledge makes them an activist because they refuse to buy the nonsense. This is a woman you're referring to, is Granholm. She is the woman who did not liquidate her assets. Immediately upon getting into the administration, steered money towards investments she had an interest in and made double the money. This is what they all do. And now, thanks to Adam Kinzinger and 12 other Republicans, she's going to get a $21 billion slush fund to hire more eco-Nazis to take away our freedoms. 13 Republicans did this. So when little Adam puts his little sport coat on and tells you how he's helping the infrastructure, now you can correct him because he didn't help the infrastructure. He paid off his pals. Yeah. 
we ha- I met so many people there, got their emails, and guess what? We have the phone numbers of these 13. We're going to call every one of them and say, we know what you're doing. We know how much money is yeah. given away to these special interests. So we're now on it, and this is awesome. I will File freedom. For, instead of writing letters, file Freedom of Information no, no, Act. call them. I have the phone numbers. And file the Freedom of Information Act, and let's see where little Adam's money is. Let's do to them what they want to do to us. Thank you, Kira. I appreciate it. Uh, George, Naperville. Sean, I would like to know what victories you think we've had against this presidency up to this point, and what can we do to build on them? None. We've had no victories. And in ten and a half months, he's destroyed the quality of life for the vast majority of people in this country who are not in on his corrupt gangster government. So you're asking me what victories, brother? I wish I could give you well, one. I was just hoping you could say one thing that you thought were in the as a direction that we could, you know. Here's what I will say. That- and this is I got another criticism and this one I got criticized from somebody I really like. Who's a wonderful man and it was on behalf of his mother. And he's like my mom says whenever you say get out of Illinois, she turns you off. The victory that we have is one that we had. You still have the ability to move your money if you're unable to move and to stop being a victim in a place where it's become custom. That's the only thing I could say. At least it is not illegal to leave a Democrat mafia hub. That's all that I could say that we have on the upside as far as as Biden. And I say that because there are states that are putting up a legal battle and to protect their citizens in fighting the feeble fascist pig that he is. That's the only well, thing I can say. You're a dark picture again, Sean. Yeah, I know, but it, here's the good news. You just won. The, you just won. A, a, a judge just blocked the mandate for smaller companies. That's a small victory. Do I think it's going to hold? Come on. No. Here, you know, here's the other thing, George. Prepare for the worst. Work for the best. Prepare for the worst. Prep, baby. Prep. Prep your money and prep your future and prep your kids. That's, that's my advice to you. Because if you could see 13 Republicans hide some sort of virtue and in infrastructure as they just destroyed and devalued, devalued our dollar and, and, and enriched the corrupt system that we're all fighting against, that we all sent them against, I'm not going to be a Pollyanna brother. I can't put lipstick on that pig for you. But would I be helping you if I did, George? Would you be better? Do you want to be willfully naive? Or do you want to get aggravated and maybe, maybe you telling somebody down the road, make sure it doesn't happen in the next 50 years? That's the way I look at it, George. Thank you for the call, brother. Appreciate it. That's the thing about reality. The truth isn't nice. It doesn't have manners, and it's not concerned if you like it. The question is, do you have the courage to notice and to look at it with honesty? It's easy to lie to yourself. It's the easiest lie in the world. I'm never going to do that. Ever. Can you win? Can you turn it around? Yes. Yes, you can. There's hope. But you know as well as I do, if you're in a state that's fighting voter integrity laws, the base of the Democrat mafia is lie, cheat, and steal. That's what you're up against. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. You know, one of the victories that we had against Biden, obviously isn't our victory it's virginia's victory that was the victory against biden the other victory we have is that the way in which they even rig polling and you do realize it is rigged 
he's only at 38% in a fixed game. The reality is there is more of us than them. And when I say us, let me be very specific. Americans versus Marxists versus communists versus collectivists. There are more of us. The problem is we are relying on scum as well. The Lincoln Republicans. Lincoln Project Republicans. The Never Trumpers. The Adam Kinzingers. That's why it's really nice when you see something like Ted Cruz, Alan West, Rand Paul, as he once again explained, beyond the shadow of a doubt, with pickle-faced Fauci covering his own ass, lying and deceiving people. And now in this bill, there's going to be more money for all of the ways in which he can do that. Or Dr. Mengele's like him that are experimenting on everything from dogs to monkeys to people and viruses. That's all in this bill. And that's the part I want you to focus on. This has very little to do with infrastructure, which was to be maintained with the taxes you were already paying. This is a slush fund for a gangster government. That's what it is. That's why we need to keep an eye on exactly what's going on and be aware when they tell you that the energy costs and inflation, yeah, they're going to go up. But oops, COVID. No, no, no. None of it has to do with the Fauci flu. It's all the reaction, the political reaction over the last 19 months and counting. That's the problem. Bart in his car. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to bring up. Um, the one thing about it is I hope the Democrats don't take their foot off the gas. I hope they double down on stupid because people are getting fed up. And I, I can't believe I'm terribly disappointed at how long it took. I mean, you say 38 percent for Trump, but that's and 38 percent approval. A little less. Well, yeah, and less than that for Trump. But you got to remember, Russian collusion, CNN, MSNBC, everybody like piling on this guy every day. And the worst he could do was what Biden's doing with all the entire mainstream media, like cheerleading for him. So I hope they double down. I hope they keep it. The other thing I think these school board meetings. I I think the other thing too is that we have to you know sidestep the obvious trap of the Trump, 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 Trump thing. Because this is what they're going okay, yeah. right now. You know, here's the thing. Right now, that's all they got, right? So when right. it comes to the issues, we need to expose that for the fraud in which it is. And we also need to focus on the kind of people we're dealing with. Would you not agree? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the other okay. thing is we need some actual budget numbers. We need someone. Yeah, well, you, I keep asking as they, you to explain baseline budgeting to, like, say, when they say one year. But once you give somebody an entitlement, it never goes away. This is diabolical. It's 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 a destruction capsule. And it just passed with Republican help. You know, I appreciate the call. But what I wanted to focus on is the kind of people we're talking to, the kind of people we're talking about. All right. Um, this clip is something that most radio hosts wouldn't play, or at least when I first started in this business filling in, they would tell me, don't talk about this because it can you know, be very uh, divisive. Well, I called it pruning the audience back then. Now it's my show. I call it the right thing to do because you need to know the mind, the philosophy of what we're up against. These are not policy nuanced people. These are evil bastards. 
I thank the gentleman from Oregon, Ms. Pinheiro. Um, you are a board member of the Central Florida Women's Emergency Fund, which strongly supports legalized abortion, right? That is incorrect. Okay. What, what does that organization do? I'm the co-executive director of Florida Access Network. Okay. Well, our, our hearing outline said other. So the Action Network strongly supports legalized abortion, right? Correct. And help me understand the position of your organization. Uh, these are simple yes or no questions. Is it okay to murder a 10-year-old child? No one should be forced to remain pregnant if they don't want to. Is it okay to murder a 10-year-old child? Yes or no? I am deeply offended that you would call me a murderer. I'm not calling you a murderer, ma'am. I'm asking you a question. Is it okay to murder a 10-year-old child? This is about your organization's position. Would they say yes or no? My organization's position is that no one should be forced to remain pregnant if they don't want to. And any re- abortion restrictions are... Okay, okay. Let me, let, me, let me answer the question for you. I'm assuming that you do not advocate for the murder of children. Okay. What about a toddler? I assume you would say it's not okay to murder a, a toddler either, a two-year-old. What about a newborn? Let me ask you this. The position of the organization, are you for partial birth abortion? Is that the position of the organization? Would you support that? What my organization is for is to support the people who need abortion care, who are lied to when they are sent to okay, alleged if, pregnancy resource does, would centers that, excuse that me, just lie second, just to a second. patients would that and apply tell to, them. Would that apply to a woman who is nine months pregnant? I disagree with the premise of your question. Do you, would you support the abortion of a late-term unborn child? Anybody should have should have the right to have an abortion at any time. This is what you're dealing with. Now, this has to do with abortion, but it's the mindset we're dealing with. If they are willing to kill a baby, are they willing to lie to you about a procedure in a budget? Come on. How much of this are you going to take? 13 Republicans just enriched organizations like this. By the way, I want to meet the Caballero that will knock up this thing. Take a look. The guy's name is Mike Johnson from Louisiana, questioning a scum, child murderer. I, oh, are we supposed to pretend abortion isn't that? It's just the mindset that I want you to focus on. See, theirs is the virtuous position. Whatever they have to do to make it happen, they will do. In this bill is uber money. Hundreds of millions of dollars to these kinds of organizations in this bill. So I'm sorry if you will forgive me for wanting to you to understand exactly what we're up against. This is not a political nuanced position. They will say whatever they have to to make it happen. All the while contributing to reducing the national debt, making everyone pay their fair share. Did I hear a laugh over there? Did I hear a laugh from those who added $2 trillion in tax cuts for the richest people in America, 1%, 83% of it going to the top 1%. This- that is an absolute lie. But her constituents, like the drug scum that ran into me, like the scum in Chicago that shot 42 people, killed 11 like the scum that go on robbing sprees, like the scum that killed their kids. It's just a means to an end. The words mean nothing to them. 
They have no standards, no dignity. And they look at you with contempt. This is what you're up against. This is what 13 Republicans voted for. This is a big deal. This is something you need to know. This is something, it isn't nice. So when you're out with your family and they make you feel like Trump was bad and Republicans are bad and conservatives don't pay taxes, stand on firm ground. Our position is the righteous position. Our position is the one of American principles. Theirs is a philosophy built on death, mediocrity, control, and force in every instance. We didn't even talk about the fraud of a vaccine experiment. Robert in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm all right. Now, the reason I was calling is because these people like that abortionist can't give you a straight answer. It's like you got to read it off a script, like it's like a controlled robot. Same thing with Dr. Fauci. you got to read it like a controlled robot because he's wrong. And, you know, there's the old saying, what Adolf Hitler said, if you lie to people enough, they're going to believe it. What do you think? Robert, you remember, you remember the story I told when I was golfing with a friend of mine. We were playing. My buddy was a gambler. We went to go play these guys, and I had heard about them, you know, through the neighborhood. They were notorious fellas, and we were playing golf. And uh, I was an okay golfer at the time. My buddy was a golfer, and he's in the, the other guy's in the woods. And I, I hear him just, you know, leaves flying around. All of a sudden, the ball comes flying. We couldn't see him. Ball comes flying on the green. He putts in, two putts. He says, what'd you get? He, I, he said, a five. So we get in the cart. I said, five. I said, this guy, it's at least a seven. I said, he wouldn't cheat, will, would he? He's like, uh, he extorts people for money. You think he wouldn't cheat on golf? It's a, it's a simple answer. If your philosophy is you're willing to lie so that people can have free child murder, you're willing to do anything for your agenda. Anything. She didn't even want to answer the question of attaching it to a human being. So if they don't think a baby, the most precious thing on earth, is a human being, do you think they think a Republican is? The answer is no. Mark Plainfield. Good evening, Sean. Uh, I wish I was in Congress when uh, Pelosi says, you know, do I hear laughing? Because I would have stood up and say, yes, I'm laughing, because everything you just said is an outright lie. Not only that, when rich people have money, They'll invest in businesses. They'll produce products that people want, provide jobs that people need. They'll invest in charities yeah. that will help people. And but when, you, when they pay taxes, you're just giving See, money to a government that wastes it. And what and, I would have said, and, and I agree with you, Mark, but what I would have said is, how much did you pay on your $500 million investment funds? How did you and your yeah. husband, two morons, Amass half a billion dollars by simple math. And how much of that did you pay in taxes, Nancy? Or did you spend it all on implants and Botox? Thank you very much yeah, for the dude. call. I'm a little more direct than most people. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. See, I was there. I remember all of the so-called movement that was going to be started after Obamacare. Yet here we are, approaching 12 years of Obamacare. By any definition, an unmitigated failure. 
premiums are up on average 400%. Just because your companies buffer the cost doesn't mean it's not real. Quality of your care sucks. The only people who improved their care were people that didn't have it because they didn't want to pay for it. There's still just as many people without it. The people who were paying for it, who were honoring the deal of insurance, who were doing the right thing, like in every instance, they lose. They're the ones that pay the 400% premium increase, let alone the deductibles that are in the tens of thousands. 42% of doctors within three years quit. They don't even know what the percent is now. Hospitals have closed. Yet here we are, just chugging right along, pretending it's going to get better. And in this bill, and by the way, if you're thinking, oh, the the reconciliation didn't pass, it's just a matter of time. First of all, let me just say, um, this is... By the way, this is a Democrat. And these Democrats, boy, oh boy, they are rough looking for the most part. I mean, aside from Hollywood, there are some mediocre people. This poor guy, I understand why he's angry. I really do. Take a look at him. His name is McGovern. First of all, let me just say um, this is another tactic to try to derail an effort uh, to help uh, reduce premiums for more than 9 million Americans, lower prescription drug costs, ensure that seniors never pay more than $2,000 a year for their drugs. You know the nice thing about being a lying roach Democrat? You don't even have to write new material. This isn't from 2008. It's from today. This is today. Same thing. Same spiel. You got your Obamacare. What's the problem, stupid? Hey, ban roll-on with eyeballs. What's the problem? And they're just going to double down. And this time, 13 Republicans betrayed. I wonder how many Senate Republicans are going to cross because they want a piece of the action. Under Medicare Part D, uh, this, this is an effort by my Republican friends. to. Boy, was that George Bush who did that one? That socialist one? Was that George Bush? Yeah, he was going to take care of people. and Then after that, they did Obamacare. Now we got Obamacare. Now we're going to do this. The Leviathan, the quicksand of socialism. The more you wiggle, the faster you sink. The rail, a bill that would lower insulin prices. Ooh. Uh, it offers Good. access to universal and free preschool for three- and four-year-olds, which would save America. Good. The scumbag that ran into me and my wife. This way, if she... Probably has a kid. From the looks of her, she's probably not too frugal with keeping the underpants on. This way she gets to drop off. She gets to drop them off for free. I got that too, honey. Now drive around on drugs, which, by the way, that'll be covered in your health care soon. Soon they'll be able to get the marijuana. You know, the one that all the Republicans on the dispensaries. Yeah, they'll get the marijuana covered under the insurance that they expand. They'll get the child care. And who pays for it? Because that pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And do you think it's the people like Nancy Pelosi? Those people worth half a billion? Those congressmen like Adam Kinzinger? What did Adam Kinzinger invent? What business did he create? Did he start a temp labor service? Or was he a a master in uh, in blacktop and taking care of CVS stores? How did he make his money? Oh, he's a political whore. So what about his millions? How does he pay taxes? You see, none of this is going to be paid by these scum. It'll be paid by you. Sorry, am I making you too angry? Would you rather have the ostrich strategy 
bury your head in the sand and think that the Republicans are going to save you. They're not. Focus on the good people. Support the good people. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Sometimes people get used to failure, used to fascism. Obamacare is the greatest example of both. Paul Siegert has been putting up a fight against it. He's a managing partner at PCS Advisors and Benefits Consulting with 35 partners of offices across the nation. Paul, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm great. How are you today, Sean? Very good, buddy. You know I like to have you on because you, you make me feel like uh, we got a chance at this, even though I've been used to getting very bad news for the last 11 <laughs> years. We do have a chance. All right. So now uh, I was reading in Epic Times that there's hundreds of thousands of people today that are starting a four-day nationwide strike over vaccine mandates. Yep. It seems that a, a, a court beat back Biden's mandate for temporary temporarily set it back we got a chance at winning this thing uh, i think we do if you look at some of the history around these and mostly because of the way that it's being done uh there's been a pretty consistent legal trend to uphold mandates when the employer itself says i want to do a mandate and from the beginning of this thing uh, CDC and the uh, Labor Department and everybody was in pretty good agreement, EEOC, that an employer could make a mandate like this if they wanted because uh, they're you know, a private entity could do that. If you don't want to work there, work somebody else, somewhere else, that kind of thing. So that has held up remarkably well, universities, all, all kinds of places. But when it's coming down through this OSHA channel and you look at the way that that's being done, it's it adds some interesting elements to the conversation. You've got the fact that this emergency standard that they're using, the Emergency Temporary Standard Authority, uh-huh. hasn't been used for anything since 1994. But when you look at the nine times prior to that, six of the nine, when they were challenged in court, did not hold up, right. uh, either in, in part or entirely. Because it's a really, it's a pretty high bar that they have to prove that there is grave danger and that the rule, this emergency rule, is necessary to to protect lives and save lives, and so that that's a pretty high bar, and there isn't a lot of case law to really define that. So a lot of folks think there's some overreach there, and you know, we will find out. You know, I have to tell you, I when this all first started, I was under the impression. That force in this country was not permitted by our government. I was horrified when I saw what has happened over the last 19 months. And it turns out now, how do you, how do you give, how do you take this power back? Something as simple as, uh, there's a headline right now uh, that was dropped during my show. The CDC chief now touting mask wearing to prevent transmission of flu in the country. 80%, which is, there's no study that. 
There's no study. There's lots I mean, of studies that disagree with that, yeah. So, Paul, we're at this point where the American people have voluntarily submitted to stupidity. How do you claw back peacefully? Does this court case mean that we should also now, you know, I, I, uh, I fled to a state that, that didn't partake in the whole mask thing and shutdown thing. There's 11 states that are suing the Biden administration over this 100-person vaccine mandate. That's a that's a sad amount, as far as I'm concerned. I think it should be. I think it's it's grown. I think we're right, approaching half. So is this the way to go? Is to tell people in your state, the, the the representatives, that you, as a citizen of such and such state, demand that they join the pushback against the mandates of everything from the vaccine to the mask. I mean, don't at a certain point doesn't a principle of it will have effect. I I do believe that. I mean, you've got. And clearly the Fifth Circuit agrees with that, that it deserves scrutiny. You've got, it's, it's interesting, you've got half, of, a half or so of the states fall directly under OSHA's jurisdiction. And it's the states that don't have their own state like OSHA. And then you have another half of the states that, uh, that have their own. And so there's some belief that the legal basis for challenge will be weaker in states that are directly within OSHA jurisdiction. Ironically, that includes Texas, Florida, Montana, some of the most vocally against that have come out and made some moves to counteract this. Yet, w- on the other hand, Texas has now got this stay. So it, it's it's a really unprecedented territory we're in. They've never used an emergency temporary standard authority for mandating a vaccine of any kind, never in history. So this is new. You have been helping captains of industry. You deal with companies that have thousands of employees. I was always under the impression, naively, that the people in charge of these companies had under an understanding of what made this nation and the principles of it special. I am. Are there companies out there that say, you're not going to mandate me to do anything, that even employee thousands of people are there big companies out there that are supporting the hundreds of thousands of workers that are striking right now to not be forced is there any significant there pushback or is it just corporatism are. yeah i think there are and you can look up some sound bites uh united who came out and, and did the surcharge instead surcharge is a nice way of saying a fine obviously but uh-huh. i think a couple hundred bucks a month if you choose not to get vaccinated they as a result have And I'm not saying that I advocate that that was the right way to go about it, but they're a company that decided this is what we're going to do about this before there was a presidential mandate, which I certainly advocate for that general way of handling it more so. And they came out with a surcharge. The result was now they have a very high percentage of their work vaccinated, and they have some pathway for the others. And their CEO came out and said, "We're we're not going to do a mandate because we've accomplished the objective without that divisive step. And even Southwest has come out and said the same thing. You know, perhaps it wasn't all weather, and a lot of those canceled flights might have influenced his his response, but he's come out now and said, hey, it's a divisive thing to do. It's not something we're going to do. So you do see some pushback happening now. Good. Democrat governor of Kansas coming out uh, against it in the last day. I I think you do see that. And... I think that's very positive. 
Yeah, that's exactly Absolutely. what we need. And if we're going to, I want to capitalize on that a little bit because I'm still naive enough and still, I'm, I, I believe it or not, I'm optimistic. I, I have to believe that the bulk of American people understand that your Obamacare itself is an unmitigated failure. Now, we got to the point where we had two old men fighting over a Viagra and McCain gave the thumbs down, the moron that he was. And uh, here we are strapped with it. Can we get to that point again where at least we have an opportunity to rip out this failed policy of destruction referred to as Obamacare? I'm an optimist, but I'm not uh, quite that optimistic that it's going to get you know completely eliminated. I think instead we're going to have to uh, evolve certain parts, which may be a nice way of saying kind of dismantle certain parts that are causing the problem. The good parts, the sad reality is the good parts and there were a few, are, are always gutted in implementation, like the transparency rule for hospitals that we're seeing fought back and forth and coming out this year in the media. Hospitals have to be transparent. That was part of the original Affordable Care Act, one of the very few good parts. What we need is transparency. How is it that we spend a fifth of our economy on something we don't find out what it costs until after? That, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to say that doesn't make sense. How the heck do you consume efficiently when you don't even know what stuff costs? I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And yet they put us in a position where that's deemed normal. And then when they pass the transparency rule in implementation because of effective lobbying, the fines $300 a day for a hospital and a mid-sized hospital as a multi-billion dollar balance sheet, do they care about $300 a day? Of course not. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so there are a few good parts. We need to make those parts actually work. And and just change the other parts. I mean, what we need is we we got to do some serious change top down, top down, bottom up, whatever you want to do. But we have to bring in transparency, allow consumers to consume. Let's unleash the power of the free market. I don't know if you and I have ever talked about Adahelm, that Alzheimer's drug that was approved in June of this year. Mm-hmm. $56,000 a pop not including all the testing that you have to do because one in three seniors who gets put on it has brain bleeds and you have to give them MRIs constantly to find out if they're one of the you know one in three so the actual costs are driven up to a hundred grand a person and of course they estimated their cost on a lower body weight than is common so it's even more but even without going all into all that hundred grand a pop to put somebody on a drug they don't have a single study that shows it either slows the development of Alzheimer's or cures it and it gets approved by the FDA. I mean, that's incredible. So and it's a corrupt system, I, is what you're saying. Uh, it's absolutely. It's a corrupt system. Absolutely. And that really, I mean, I care about this stuff. And that drove me nuts. I wrote articles. I got on news shows. I got very agitated about it. And i got to tell you, if you're looking for an optimistic story about healthcare, I just had an article published yesterday about this. Six months later, or whatever, five months later, I wrote a second article article about Adahelm because it was standing as a potential, I mean, just a cannonball into our medical healthcare economy because of the, the numbers involved. And what's actually happened is they've only sold $2 million worth of this drug so far because you have major Cleveland Clinic, you have the VA, you have Medicare, you have Blue Shield, Blue Cross Blue Shield of many states, who I'm not always a fan of, but did the right thing in this case. You have all these players that came out and said, we're going to need some proof before we spend 100000 a person on something. That's refreshing. And now they've only found a million dollars. Yeah. 
Exactly. So Paul, we couldn't rely on the FDA to do it, but the the free market is performing. Thank goodness. You watched the um, the real seizure of our health care under Obamacare by by politicians spewing lies and deception of this utopia where everything was going to be great and free and prices come down. I hear it again. Yeah. It's the same shtick, the same nonsense. It'll be blissful if we could just pass this build back better boondoggle. Yeah. Um, do you think it'll pass? I, I'm, I'm so hopeful that it does not. Uh, the only things that are going to happen when it, when it comes to health care is that they are going to include more handouts to insurance companies. And I want to be clear, I'm not against people, um, disadvantaged people, getting access to health care. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is I'm against health insurers charging the government exorbitant amounts and then providing very little. That's not a good thing. I was on a cell phone basis with a head of Blue Cross Blue Shield for one of the states where we have business, and I asked him in a frank conversation, jokingly, how's, how's the Affordable Care Act been for your business? He said, well, let's be honest, it's been great. We're able to provide less and charge more. It's the perfect business model for any industry. <laughs> and that was the only honest answer I've gotten in 11 years about the Affordable Care Act. Has there ever been a program in this country that incentivized through tax tax abatement hospitals and and healthcare providers doctors to treat indigent people in other words if they give me open heart surgery and I have insurance and it's 180,000 and they give you know uh, Joe Materaz a a heart surgery and he doesn't have any money he's a hobo does the doctor in the hospital but in my world the doctor in the hospital will be able to get that write off from the profit they made from mine so they didn't pay taxes has that ever been tried in this country they do get a write-off and they write off a ton of stuff and they even i mean they, they garnish wages they do all kinds of things to collect revenue some of them went through the pandemic and came out getting cares act money and suing people to, to dollar amounts owed down to $187 and some of the bigger hospital systems in this country. And they came out with the best year in a decade. So Obamacare doesn't, provide you, doesn't protect you from that. Obamacare is not a protectant from that. Well, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Oh. depends. Every, there's, so many, there's so many details to how they can bill. And are you in-network, out-of-network, this, that, and the other thing? Was it an emergency? Was it not? Uh, is it a surprise bill? Were you in an in-network hospital, but they're outsourcing their emergency room doctors or outsourcing their this or that, and therefore they're out of network? And it's so Obamacare it's wasn't by design really, so well, convoluted. It wasn't. It wasn't by design a solution. In fact, what it was by design is a Rube Goldberg regulatory system that only the very big and the very rich could navigate. Is that right? You know what? I, I look at it and I say, well, if you step back and, and you can see the forest, they vocally were very against Obamacare. And now, each time it's been challenged, and, and that challenge made it to the Supreme Court, who wrote the briefs to keep it? Big insurance companies. Paul Siegert, managing partner of PCS Advisors. If you need his help, please call him. He does consulting. 35 partner offices across the country. Paul, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it.
Thanks for having me. I always enjoy it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. I said something, and Greg in LaGrange wants clarity. Greg in LaGrange will get clarity. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, buddy. How are you? Now that I finished, now that I finished dinner and won't spit it up, and uh, because of what I thought you said, are uh-huh. you telling me that the CDC said that uh, mask wearing is recommended during the flu season? Rochelle Walensky, who is the chief bureaucrat good for nothing, masks can help reduce your chance of COVID-19 infection by more than 80%. Pulled that out of her shoe, and I said shoe, but I meant the other thing. Masks also help protect from other illnesses like the common cold and flu. Wearing a mask, along with getting vaccinated, are important steps to stay healthy. We can do this. HHSGov, be part of the Fourth Reich. Just join Rochelle. Yeah, I added that last so, week. Yeah. So basically what happened is you basically run Fauci out because they know he's worn out as welcome. His approval ratings are low. So they're running her out to continue the dehumanization project of putting people behind a, 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 a mask, right? Also has a pickle on her this? face. Yeah, she also looks like she's got oh, the same my. pickle. Yeah. Resist. So resist. It w- resist we much. Where is my guy? Here we go. Hold on. You've inspired me. But resist we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. What that dummy said. That's what we much do. We much resist. We must be committed. Thank you, Greg, for calling. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. So I have to tell you, I was reflecting on our conversation with Paul Seegert. And I cannot help but fall back on the issue of how big it is, how big it is that the Biden administration, due to a Trump policy, is now going to allow people who have been harmed by policy to sue the government. Very exciting. Very exciting. Of course, you can be aggravated about the $450,000 to the scourge that would break our laws, lie about who they're related to, and just come here for different welfare benefits because if they come here for freedom and liberty and opportunity, I love them. But if you come here to collapse our economic system, I hate you. Let's be very frank about that because I'm going to put you with the rest of the Marxists and the leeches and the cockroaches that are destroying the country. So get over there in the Democrat aisle. That's where the morons belong. Go ahead. Go. Because to me, that's what you are. But if you and your greed and the Marxist mafia corruption opens the door to sue the government on policies that harm citizens. How much money did Obamacare take off the table of actual good Americans that were harmed financially? How many of the restrictions and regulations and nuanced policies caused damage to people? Oh, my word. If I only had the patience to sit through law school, I'd be licking my chops right now. But don't worry. Can't just be my double D lawyer that wants to get in on the action. I'm assuming there's going to be lots and lots and lots of them. I hope so. Because that's what we need to discuss. And the idea, and I don't know who did it. I don't care if it was the Trump administration. I don't care if it's the Biden. I don't care what administration it is. But how do you indemnify Big Pharma, from the repercussions that are caused by a rushed, botched fraud. 
Now, some call it a vaccine. I call it an experiment, and I am unwilling to compromise. Months ago, months ago, Senator Ron Johnson had people come up who were harmed by various side effects of the experiment. And you could, you could tell it's not a vaccine because those people who have it, what are they afraid of? The unvaccinated. If you have a vaccine, what the hell do you care if someone's unvaccinated? A little story. We're old now, me, myself. My wife's a little older. Cute, though. And her friends are old. Old. But her friends are good people, so they work. They work a lot. One of my wife's friends got a job at Loyola Hospital a year ago. She had to go take a test. It's a titer test. And what this test does is it tells you they can trace back to when you're born all of the vaccines you have. They're still in your system. And you take this little test for the mumps and the measles and rubella and polio and diphtheria and all the rest of it. And from this test, boom, they, they, yeah, yeah, you got the vaccine. You got it. The CDC swindler with the pickle on her face, they're talking about a fourth shot. Four. What do you mean four? Did you get four for polio? Did you get four for rubella? No, because those are vaccines. Measles, did you get four? No. Those are vaccines that were tested and proven. And by the way, they didn't kill people. Oh, they didn't. They didn't harm people. And the government didn't have to cover it up. That's what our government is doing. Not only do they lie, do they steal, they cover up. So when Ron Johnson opened the forum to a man by the name of Ramirez, who is a father, I heard it this morning on Dan Prof's homework. He cut this clip. I heard it. And I was livid, livid. It was able to give me two more sets of push-ups, however, and because uh, you could feel his pain. And then you realize all he tried to do was to be part of the collective. He trusted those people that we're supposed to trust, those people that are supposed to represent us, those people that are not supposed to cover up and lie. He trusted politicians, and it didn't turn out so well. I'm a 16-year-old son, single parent. I raised my boy since he was a baby. He meant the world to me. I got the vaccine to protect my son. And uh, after March, April, they're announcing how it was safe for teenagers. Me and my son have never been apart. We're always together. He was my best friend. I always told him it was me and you against the world. He was a good, at the age of seven, he wanted to play baseball. So I ended up coaching league baseball for seven years. He was a, a heck of a baseball player. Then he was telling me he, he wanted to join the Air Force. So I said, good, that's good. I'll back you up on anything you want to do. He joined ROTC in the high school. He was always full of smiles. Anybody that knew my son would see he was happy. I wasn't rich, but I gave him everything he wanted. We didn't lack for anything.
We used to go fishing, camping, do everything. We got the Pfizer vaccine because I thought it was to protect him. I thought it was the right thing to do. It was like playing Russian roulette. My government lied to me. They said it was safe. Now I go home to an empty house. Well, I used to get, wake them up. I'd give them a hug and a kiss. Tell them I'm going to school. Don't miss school. That's pain. That's pain. His heart was twice the size when he died. A known side effect of the experiment. He's just the one number, though, right? He's a, It's remote. Or is it? Is it really that remote? How many of you know somebody who's had a side effect? I don't care what it is. They're testing this on us. They're selling it like they're selling everything else. They put lipstick on their f- crime and their corruption. But Biden... Wants to pay illegal aliens 450000 But he makes sure to protect Big Pharma. Protect these scum that have been lying about this so-called vaccine. Sorry, just the way I see it. I refuse to capitulate. I refuse to give in. Because this guy is worth a thousand Biden voters. A thousand. He's worth 50,000 Oak Parkers that are telling you to put it in kids so they feel safe. He's supposed to. The government was supposed to protect his boy, not intimidate him. Hundreds of thousands of people are marching because they're going to lose their jobs. Who knows how many have already capitulated against their will. You'll never know because not everybody wants to stand up and fight against the fascism that you're supposed to have the law on your side as a shield to fight in this country. But after hearing what that is, do you want to fight now? I don't care if that's one in a million. That boy and that father are worth 81 million scum that voted for this feeble fascist diaper-wearing fraud that sits on Mount High and lies every time he opens his rotten mouth. 312. 642-5600. Yeah, it looks like the Germans of the Third Reich had a lot of mandated behaviors. You wouldn't believe it. A lot of mandated behaviors. A lot of fascism in those Nazis of the Third Reich. But these ones of the Fourth Reich, they're totally different. Steve, the Mercedes Marxist in Glencoe. How you doing down hey, with the people? You, you, you remember me. Thank you, Sean, very much. Oh, I, I, I never forget it. I never fraud. forget a fraud. Go okay. ahead, lawyer. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that comment. So, um, Rochelle Walensky is a medical doctor. Ugly, she though. Spent her, entire profess- spent her entire professional life trying to save lives. Uh-huh. Um, you, link, you link her to Nazi Germany and the Third Reich. No, I said Fourth that Reich. Makes, that, Fourth Reich are Americans. Fourth Reich are Mercedes Marxists, like you. You're part of the Fourth Reich. You like mandates, huh, Steve? Shut up, scum. There's a lawyer. Lawyer. American law is supposed to be the shield of freedom and liberty. But the lawyer in Glencoe, 
He wants to use American law to control behavior and experiment, and he's going to stick up for the members of the Fourth Reich, not the Third Reich. See, Steve, most of the people that are in the Fourth Reich wouldn't have cut it in the Third Reich. They didn't have the tailor for it. But now, this is the Fourth Reich, the American Nazi, Marxist, fascist, scum, where force is the common denominator of all the policy, all of it. But Steve's all in. Of course, Steve's a lawyer in Chicago. Real stand-up guy. All right, let's go to Susan Highland Park. Hi, Susan. Hi there. Long time. Um, I just wanted to add, I, I was fortunate enough to have a father with a lot of common sense and was ahead of his time. Always told me from his chemistry background, let's not dabble with new medications for at least a 7- to 10-year run of looking how that markets and what the side effects are. That always stuck with me, and it's heartbreaking for me to hear these stories of all these instances and now our young people being exposed. I have friends who have a daughter that's whole, her system's messed up from having taken the J&J vaccine. I know it doesn't happen to everyone, but when, like you said earlier, if it's just one person, this, this one-size-fits-all medical government plan does not it's hundreds, it's hundreds of thousands. Susan, they tested Viagra for 10 years before they let it on the market. 10 years. Did you ever think in America you'd hear lawyers call up to advocate for an unproven medicine to be forced into citizens in this country? So it's not, it's not the way in which they live their life. Their whole life, when you're a lawyer, the law is the shield of freedom and liberty. It is only to be used to protect those things. It's not to be used to be a weapon of fascists. But yet, the, the Mercedes Marxist in Glencoe is not alone. It is about the force that they are addicted to. Because he has contempt for you and contempt for me. So his, his comfort level, his idea of safety is worth more than your freedom. So he can with clear conscience, an American lawyer, advocate for fascism by, an, by the American government. That's when you know it isn't about this kid. It isn't about the girl that's paralyzed or the hundreds of thousands and millions, probably, people who have experienced side effects that the government is censoring the information. It's about the fascism. So the fascists of the Fourth Reich can feel comfortable in their superiority, just as the fascists of the Third Reich did. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. Tim Johnsburg, Illinois. Hi, uh, Sean. I just wondered if you ever, I haven't heard you mention it yet, I'm sure you're aware of it, that there are a lot of people that used to work for the big pharma companies that are working for the uh, uh, government agencies, uh, CDC, FDA, and stuff like that, and it goes back and forth. That's what the American lawyers like. That doesn't bother them. Just like the Goldman Sachs guys that work in the Treasury. Right. Just but like I'm the BlackRock guys that work in out of our decision, financial you know? system. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's they're why. Make... Why else do you think, Tim? Mm-hmm. They think about Obamacare. They wrote it. They, yeah. they provide less, they make more. Just like mm-hmm. Dodd-Frank. You think that Barney Frank, <laughs> Barney Frank and Chris Dodd wrote a damn thing in it. <laughs> It was made by the banks. I mean, it's 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 hysterical. Uh-huh. And you know what the shame is? Yeah, you're is? aware. Okay, don't. That, that lawyer, Steve, he thinks I don't like him. 
because of him. What I don't like is that you're an officer of the court. Your entire mm -hmm. life is sworn to protect me from an abusive government. You know that law is my shield, yet you want it to be your spear. So now you're I a fraud. It. Now you're scum. You're worse than the ignoramus. Thank you very much. So that's why I do that. Uh, Ed, Midway. Oh, sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I got two guys on. Hold on. You hold. Ed, you go. Hello. Hi, Ed. Hey, Tom. Hey, uh, what about these pharmaceutical companies? What about the fentanyl uh, in the uh, oxycontin? They don't, they don't know where all them pills are going. Oh, come on, Ed. They know. They know and they knew and they paid and they lobbied and they bribed and they made billions upon billions. Who knows how many? They knew. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate the call. I hung up on both of you. I'm sorry, whoever that else. Kathy, Velpo, I got about 45 seconds. Okay. What happened? In Valparaiso, Indiana, and I am going to lose my job because I refuse to get vaccinated. Our providers, I, I don't even work with the patients, but our providers that work there were told if a patient comes in and they sign off on a, on a religious or medical exemption that we will be at, uh, liable for losing millions of federal funding. Kathy? Millions of federal funding. That's all it's about. Call a lawyer, not like the one in Glencoe, but a real one who swore to uphold the law, Kathy. It. Good luck to you. Sorry, we'll be back. streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. News junkie, always have been. Love it. First discovered Harris Alec when he was at the Washington Free Beacon. Then he went to Breitbart. Now Harris Alec is a reporter for the Washington Times. And he has the unsavory job of covering Congress on energy issues. So I want to thank him for joining me in between his Motrin treatments. How are you, Harris? <laughs> doing well, Sean. I'm doing well. Um, I not only do I cover um, energy issues, I, I cover the gambit of issues for Congress. And boy, have I been busy because it seems like one week after another, Democrats in, in Congress are looking for um, some new way to radically transform the country. Last week, it was this $1.2 trillion uh, infrastructure bill. Coming up in the next few months, it's going to be this one8 or they don't even really know what the exact figure of it is right now, but this mammoth. Uh, social welfare and climate change bill that um, both uh, President Biden and Bernie Sanders say is going to be the most radical piece of legislation to generation, more radical than uh, some some will say even in the Great Society uh, under Lyndon Johnson. But that's going to keep me busy for the next few weeks for sure. Now, Harris, you're from New York, right? Yeah, you know the old. Scene. I am from New York. New York invented political corruption. New Jersey perfected <laughs> political corruption, and Illinois made it an art form. So here's the thing. 
it's a typical story. We have an alderman get indicted. Nothing happens, right? You find out that he's in an investment group and there's judges and lawyers and there's scamming tax auction property or shaking down common. This is normal commonplace. So I'm a little pessimistic. So when you say that, um, you know, it's threatened, I kind of think the fix is in in the same way it was when you wrote the article, 13 moderate House Republicans, one of them from Illinois, a Tea Party member who was supposed to pull out Obamacare and he votes for this devaluation of my dollar and this corruption payoff they're calling an infrastructure. So do you really think that the Biden budget bill is threatened by Democrat infighting? I do in the sense that, look, what, whatever they pass is going to be still significantly um, impactful piece of legislation. It's going to significantly uh, transform the U.S. economy. It's going to transform the energy sector. It's going to transform the relationship between individuals and the government. Um, the main argument, though, right now is just how transformative and how big that's going to be, because as we saw in the infrastructure bill, um, six progressive far-left House Democrats led by AOC uh, and Jamal Bowman and, and Ilhan Omar and Rashida played tanked or came close to tanking that bill if it hadn't been for 13 Republicans who stepped in and saved it. That bill would have gone down. Speaker Pelosi could only lose three votes. Six of those far-left lawmakers put their thumbs down and they were going to kill it, um, except for these th- 13 Republicans, one of whom is Adam Kinzinger, who stepped in and saved it. Now, moving forward on this big reconciliation bill, there aren't going to be the Republicans who are going to who are going to step in and save this thing, which means that President Biden is facing strong divisions within his own party. He ran as kind of the master of the Senate, this legislative um, guru, but it's taken him nine months to come together and develop a framework on this big budget bill. And they're not even close because it's so difficult to bridge that divide between somewhat moderate Joe Manchin and far left uh, AOC and Bernie Sanders. And that Democratic infighting is significantly going to alter this bill to the point where they might not even. They're probably going to get something, but it really depends on whether or not these far left progressives are actually going to compromise. And as we saw on infrastructure, they weren't willing to compromise. You know, they were unwilling to bow to political reality and they held out. And uh, President Biden was able to count on these 13 moderate Republicans. He's not going to be able to count on them to vote for Green New Deal types of legislation in the future. He's not going to be able to count on them to radically expand uh, the social safety net. So I think there's a decent chance that, that some of this infighting is going to threaten this bill. But as you said, you know, sometimes the fix is in and there's a decent chance they get something. It's just going to going to depend on how big it is overall. So I haven't talked to you in a while. You know, I look forward to talking to you. So you've written some <laughs> older you've written some older articles that I really want to talk to you about. For instance, you wrote the article yeah, please. We, we want to live. Listen, this climate summit, this is the scam that keeps on giving this this doomsday i remember in 2000 the world was going to end and by 2012 we'd have space suits on these stupid bastards have been wrong for 70 years yet they still keep winning and now they seem to be even more panicked what is the we want to live and please save us in the activist harassing mansion i mean is this nonsense i mean isn't it already in the infrastructure i mean do they really need the infrastructure is going to cost three times what they say it is in this, in this right. reconciliation, I don't even know how they even got that word together, how they even managed to do this parliamentary trickery. I mean, this thing is going to be a, a windfall for these phony companies. Pelosi's portfolio is going to go through the roof. She may even be able to afford a, <laughs> a, a, another Botox injection. She'll be 23 by the time this thing gets done. <laughs> 
Well, you're absolutely right. But both the infrastructure bill and the reconciliation bill are going to have tons of green spending, tons of green tax credits, um, tons of giveaways to a lot of politically connected green energy companies. Um, these uh, these far left progressive activists, though, they want more than that. You know, they you know they're not willing to settle for. Uh, someone's brother starting a green car tech company and getting rich. What they want is the phase out of all fossil fuels. They want to move to a country where 100% of our electricity comes from wind and solar power. They want to ban gas-powered cars. Uh, I mean, I mean, you can only imagine how radical all that sounds, but that's what these people want. Um, I and, finally and bought a convertible, publicly, Harris. I don't want to ban my I was going to say, you finally... Yeah. Of course, you don't want to be in your, in your convertible. Um, but... But that's absolutely what what they wanted. They're very, very open about it. There's a cadre of climate activists who are staging a, um, funny enough, they're, they're staging a hunger strike in front of the White House, and they're demanding that President Biden pay attention to them. And they're the same ones who are harassing Senator Manchin and claiming we want to live. Um, I haven't done any research on this, and I haven't really looked into it too much, but I'm noticing a lot of these guys who are on hunger strikes are there from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., and you know, if you're telling me they're not sneaking a few bites of food after 8 p.m., well, you know, yeah. I've got uh, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. Yeah, and don't worry, it's going to be there in a hundred years. They're wrong. Um, so now, listen. One of my other favorite scams, really, I I I, I almost admire it, even though I'm so offended by it, is the way in which they carve out these tax increases so that. Nancy Pelosi can be worth half a billion dollars and they all become millionaires. But they really protect the extortion organized crime called labor unions. Is it true that there is a tax break for organized labor that will cost the taxpayers $1.8 billion in this nonsense? Absolutely. Uh, so it is a $250 a year tax credit that would go to help uh, offset labor uh, union dues for uh, labor union members, and $250 it does, doesn't sound like a lot of money in the grand scheme of things, but there are a lot of union members out there, so it quickly adds up. And this tax credit is essentially just meant to be a kind of a big giveaway to labor unions. It's supposed to help incentivize people to say, well, join the union, you'll get this tax credit, you won't pay a dime out of your pocket, which is not true at all. And the union membership is, is going to skyrocket. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny because everyone was surprised when they saw this in this bill, but President Biden campaigned openly as the most pro-union president. Um, when he was running for office last year, he promised to be the most pro-union president. And now yeah. we're seeing those policies actually put into effect. I mean, he named a uh, a former labor organizer as the uh, Secretary of Labor. He's stacking the NR, uh, LRB uh, with labor organizers. This is a administration that is very, very avowedly open with its policies. And they're pushing tax credits. And they're pushing economic policies that everyone else is going to pay for, but they're only going to benefit a small subsect. And mm. I guarantee you, President Donald Trump runs again in 2024. I'm sure he'll talk a great deal about the, you know, courting the union voters. And he won a great deal of union voters in 2016 and in 2020. But the labor leadership is never going to be for him, and they're never going to be for a Republican, because Republicans wouldn't want to waste uh, U.S. Yeah. taxpayer money to the benefit of their special interest groups. Democrats aren't necessarily so uh, so unprincipled. Please, if he was just a little older, he could have starred in The Godfather Part Two. He's been owed, owned by mobsters and la- labor unions since he was very, very young and could remember how to get out of a room. So it doesn't surprise me. But it looks like there might be a little something in it for the Pravda.
Now, there's only a small group of media such as yourself that are not into this boondoggle lie of what I call the Fourth Reich. Is it true that there's a 50000 per year journalist tax credit estimated to cost the taxpayers another $1.6 billion? Absolutely. That's also in this massive reconciliation bill. And uh, How's that uh, work? It, it, it's, well, it, it, it would be a payroll tax credit that would go to media companies to help offset the cost of um, hiring journalists. Something like 12500 per quarter. It's supposed to help offset the cost of journalist salaries. 50000 a year per journalist. They're saying that it's only supposed to impact um, small newspapers, but the, the definition of small newspapers is, is any media organization with 750 um, employees or less. Now, that's not going to be the New York Times, but there are a lot of newspapers out there all throughout the country where, where 750 employees, 750 writers is a significant amount of people, and that's going to significantly uh, be a benefit to a lot of these small local newspapers most of which already tend to exhibit a bias one way or another. So a lot of Republicans are kind of sticking their hands up and saying, do we really want to create this conflict of interest, this undue partnership where we're giving oh, I like it. newspapers? Yeah. Money. Let's, <laughs> let's like get the bribery like right out in the sunlight. I mean, you know, Harris, there's an upside here. Let's just admit we're buying favoritism from reporters. I like it. I, I, I've always had my eye on that wolf blitzer. I don't think he could pick up a girl with a pocket full of Viagra and thousands. Yet here he is. Sean, listen, you give me $50,000, I'll write whatever whatever great piece you want about your show. You talk you about know, how thick my hair is. West right. Radio. Perfect. All of that. I joke, of course. I'm an objective journalist. I would never I know, take that money. But I mean, this is a very, very serious problem that that is arising because, you know, as we've seen time and time again, when funders and media organizations mix, you have significant issues. There have been significant issues. The New York Times, where funders will lean on leadership and say, you know, uh, we don't like the story, kill it, or why would you attack so and so? They're a good friend of ours. Kill it. And that's actually one of the reasons why conservative media groups like the Washington Times and the Free Beacon and conservative radio came out in the first place was because we weren't necessarily moored to this old way of doing business. And now a lot of House Democrats are more than willing to expand this um, and create a thousand wood and limited privadas. You know, Harris, I was never a Pollyanna for the Trump administration. He did better than I thought he'd do. And I appreciated a lot of what he did. One of the brilliant things he did was rip out the fraudulent backdoor welfare to blue states in salt. I loved it. Now, make these idiots who tout this Mercedes Marxism pay the cost for living in these failed mafia-run states. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Is it true it's, it was really it's going to be over $200 billion, and these Democrats are going to put it back in because they like the blanketed fraud of assault deduction. Oh, absolutely. There are, there are some blue state uh, moderate Democrats. I mean, I use the word moderate very, very, uh, very, very keenly because it seems like anyone now who is, you know, far left of center, but not too far left of center is a moderate. They're pushing for this. A lot of Democrats in New York, New Jersey, and, and California, I'm sure that they like Illinois, you know, are telling President Biden, they're telling Speaker Pelosi, hey, we're not going to vote for this reconciliation bill unless you give us back these tax breaks. And you know, I've got, I've got I've got to give credit to Senator Bernie Sanders because he's come out and he said, "Well, you know, let's means test this. Let's make sure that we're not giving away these tax breaks to people who don't need them." Because, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, I know Jeff. I know where Jeff Bezos lives. I know where you know. I know where all the big Wall Street honchos live, and most of them live in areas that you know <laughs> would benefit from this deduction. Uh, 
And yeah. it's really funny because you're seeing essentially the Democratic Party embrace being the party of the rich and the well-off when they say that, well, our our voters need tax cuts, our voters need this. The salt deduction is not a tax cut. Essentially what it is, it's, it's, a, um, it's a write-off allowing voters in these heavily Democratic, highly taxed states to write off the fact that their governors don't want to cut taxes. And I've had this conversation with some people. I, when I wrote this article, I had people emailing me saying, oh, well, you're disregarding all of this stuff. And I said, well, the truth. Um, and there essentially there have been studies that show that the salt deduction only benefits, I think it's like 97% of people who benefit from it make over a million dollars a year. And President Trump capped it to about $10,000, and House Democrats looking to expand that cap to $80,000. I don't know anyone who has an $80,000 tax bill who isn't well off, who isn't a millionaire, who isn't, um, you know, in a position where they can afford to pay $80,000 worth of taxes. I mean, I, I could not. I know tell companies. You if- I know companies that have commercial real estate that it's literally cost them employees. It's cost them savings. It Ironically, Harris, it's like every plan the Democrats have. It destroys the people that could afford it the least, the fastest. And that's why the, the big money, they love it because they love the deduction. They love to hide in the shadows. But you know who's going to break it apart? Guys like you and guys like me who know the scam because we live in the scam. So I'm proud of you. Keep up the good work. He is Harris Alec, and uh, he's at the Washington Times covering a bunch of stuff. Next time you come on, I want to really talk about Tom Steyer and how he made his money by hiring the (laughs) eco-Nazis to protest the company when he owned the other company that benefited. Wouldn't that be great? That's going to be a great story. So thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Sean. Always a pleasure. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Reach out, touch faith. Nice song. All right, I was going to talk about this Tom Steyer. Remind me to talk about Tom Steyer. And what a fraud this Caballero is. Not only does he still have holdings in oil and gas companies, but he's actually hired green energy eco-terrorists to boycott pipelines of competitors so that his the company he was invested in and had a piece of, they would become more valuable because they wouldn't face competition. And only that kind of obvious corruption could get the support of moron Democrat butter-handed fascists all right, let's go Tom in Blue Island. Sean, great yeah. weekend, buddy. Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad I finally got to meet you. Yeah, well, I, uh, Laz, uh, Laz is someone to stay away from. I, he was uh, holding court in the bar till about midnight. Yeah, I don't drink. Go ahead. What do you got? I know. Sean, what's in it for these Republicans? Uh, I understand Kinziger and Gonzalez because... They're already angling because they know they're done. But it, these other ones, they have to know it's a death sentence politically. It doesn't matter. You know that old saying, crime doesn't pay? And that's not right. Crime pays. Kinzinger, the rest of these politicians, all have packs, all aspire to be lobbyists. Do you think that Paul Ryan wanted to be the Speaker of the House because he thought he could do good for America? Or do you think he had his eye on the bigger prize and that's why he sits on boards like Fox and the rest of it and is one of the major lobbyist firms in on K Street? Crime does pay when it's legalized. Our political system has become legalized corruption. It is no longer a representative republic. I hate to break it to you. It is an organized pay-to-play scheme 
So the 13 votes were there long before the people, the squad said, we're not going to go for it. It's Kabuki Theater, brother. And you're talking about trillions, not billions. All right. Thank you, Tom, for the uh, call. I appreciate it. I won't forget the tease. Make me believe Monday. Misty talking in my ear. Don Midway. Yeah, this is uh, Captain D, Sean. How are you? The reason I'm giving you a call today is about um, Primarithal. All right. Primarithal is a um, is a preservative that's used in vaccines, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard much said about it. But like ten years back, I used to listen to shortwave radio a lot, mm-hmm. and it was thought that this primarithal is one of the reasons for the epidemic in autism. And I'm- I don't I don't know, but I will say this, Don. The reason I took your call, there was a big move by a lot of Hollywood Democrats against this. Primarithal and vaccines, yet they've all been silenced, Don, and I don't know why. Thank you. Does that mean I'm on long wave radio? Huh, that makes sense. 312-642-5600. We can tell these fools are not crazy. Make them listen to me before it's too late. Everyone, they're here already. Make me believe Monday. The Rand Corporation, in conjunction with the saucer people. Thank you. Under the supervision of the reverse vampires are forcing our parents to go to bed early in a fiendish plot to eliminate the meal of dinner. We're through the looking glass here, people. I was fighting the power and breaking conspiracies before you saw your first chemtrail, you punks. All right, the lines are open, 312-642-5600. Now, this whole segment got started because a couple of the kids were making fun of me to a certain extent. However, I proved them right. It's about conspiracy theories. Unfortunately, it's not to be made fun of when it's obvious, and it's real. I'll tell you a conspiracy theory that will be discounted and has been discounted as a conspiracy theory. For instance, we heard it, Tom, back in the news. January 6th, there's going to be a more of an investigation, more of an investigation, more money, more time, more people, more nonsense spent on a phony, phony insurrection. It was a bunch of disgruntled people who knew the scam was going in and they wanted to protest. In fact, there was an eco-Nazi protest in which 10 times the amount of people were arrested, arrested, not showed up, arrested, as they did actual damage to the Capitol that went on six months ago and mums the word. Mum. So the entire January 6th commission, all the phony outrage, it's a, it's, a, it's a deception. It's a red herring. It's a play to take away from what was really going on. The implosion of capitalism, the implosion of the American Republic, as fascism is more the norm more accepted and more touted for now that will be discounted as a conspiracy theory yet it is exactly right so that's what my example of one now you call me and you give me yours and in the meantime i'm going to give you another one that's been bothering me bothering me bothering me bothering me the four hundred and fifty thousand dollars to illegal immigrants is not a court case settlement the american communist Liberation Underground. American Communist Liberation Underground is not an ACLU about civil liberties. They are a front group expanding 
profiting the people who participate in the Soviet Marxist communist takeover of the nation. That's simple. It's that simple. Joe Biden and his phony outrage was just because he's old and dementia ridden. This is bigger than Joe Biden. This was in the works before the election was usurped. I'd like to ask you real quick, sir, where, where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets $450,000. So the number was what you had a problem The number with. I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child. You lost your child. Oh, come on. Your dementia anger doesn't impress me or scare me. It just makes you look moronic and more ridiculous than you do with those plugs sewn into your head. Stupid. Um, this also is meant to lure more and more people into the country. This isn't about anybody separated. In fact, we know, for a matter of fact, that the vast majority, I say, the vast majority of these people were liars and frauds and cartel members and coyotes and people who were coming here for welfare anyway. Disturbing phone calls started coming into Jacksonville Sheriff's Police Office. On a Wednesday night just a few weeks ago, motorists had reported seeing a man covered in blood walking along the highway. And then he disappeared into the woods. When authorities finally arrested the man the next morning, they identified him as a Honduran migrant named Medina Aloa. Now, Aloha claimed to be a teenager. Authorities followed the trail of blood left by Medina Aloha to find his victim, a 46-year-old father of four. And security cameras showed Aloha stabbing the man multiple times and beating him to death with a chair in his own home. Just a terrible story. Now, investigators suspected Aloha was lying about his identity, so they checked in with the Honduran consulate. And that's when they found out that Medina Aloha is not, in fact, a teenager. He's actually 23 years old, and he's in this country illegally. So how did he get here? It turns out Aloha did not sneak across the border. He didn't overstay his visa. No, instead, according to a report in the New York Post, Aloha crossed the border under a fake name, pretending to be an unaccompanied minor. And in keeping with the Biden administration's immigration policies, he was led into the country. He was placed into a shelter, and then he was released. And that's orchestrated, in my opinion. I think the government knows it. I think they like it. Because what they understand, the more scourged, the more welfare recipients, the more indigent, the stronger their fascistic hold on this nation gets. The more they can hide their phony virtue and their corrupt righteousness to not only bribe welfare recipients to vote Democrat, but the American Communist Liberation Underground, calling itself the ACLU, gets paid in the meantime, bigly, to quote Trump, bigly. They're going to make billions on this as they are the liaison, the conduit of political corruption and the Marxist mafia payoffs to inspire more of it and more of it and more of it. Hopefully I'm right, and it opens up a precedent for us to sue on behalf of policies that have gone wrong. Corey Woodlawn. 
Hey, I just wanted to say this, uh, Sean. Americans are separated from their families every time they commit a crime. I think they should sue with the ACLU and give them a term for their own money. Corey, let me ask you a question. This last year and a half, have Americans been separated from their family through fascistic dictate in, in, in reaction to COVID? I, I remember distinct, distinctly some very ugly Chicagoans, Dr. Awardi, Lori Lightfoot, Fat Man Pritzker. What did he say? You can't go see your mother on the holidays. What did he say if you, no. you had a, a mother in a retirement home? You couldn't go see her. Did he separate, did the American Democrat separate children from parents and families over the last year and a half? Did he? Yeah. yeah. Let's sue the hell out of them. Let's sue the hell out of them. Corey, we got to stick together. I love it. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. You see, you have to hoist the tyrant with their own petard. They're opening the door to lawsuits everywhere. Take advantage of it. Listen, my guy, you know, I, I make fun of him. He's 380 pounds of free legal advice. I call him Double D Law. His name is Joe Calcagno. Call him. He's as smart as they come. He really is. Wicked smart. I got another guy, little Johnny Carosa. He's a bulldog. Bulldog. Call him. It's time we mount these guys up. I'm definitely considering getting them all together. Let's sue everybody. Because in the meantime, the Mercedes Marxist lawyers, like the one in Glencoe, they've been running cover. They've been running cover for the Table of Wisdom investment firm. Where all the aldermen and the judges and the lawyers have been robbing the people they say they care about, the Democrats. They've imprisoned people who they call a base in the ghettos that they built, and they're raping them financially and philosophically. 312 642 5600. You know, Pritzker, that was another one I forgot. He announced that we're going to get, what, $250 million into the ghettos as on a weekend we get 50 shot, 11. I mean, it's just, that's another, you want to talk about a conspiracy or a scam. Someone's stealing that money. Where the hell is all of that money? You've been doing this now for decades, yet you can't walk down the damn street. Jim Warrenville. Good evening. How are you, Sean? Sean, I got uh, two quick things for you. First, I want to tell you if you keep getting uh, as popular as you are, you know they're going to come after you. Uh, oh. It's it's inevitable because I had one uh, try to run into me and my wife at forty boat. miles an hour. You think I'm worried about the Mercedes Marxists in Glencoe? Come one, come all. Go ahead. But but I have something else for you, and that is I recall about it's probably about four years ago. Uh, you were talking about supporting uh, uh, people, and it was kind of a split ticket. You were saying, well, you know, they could be Democrat, they could be Republican, uh, but I think you should take a look at these people. And I'm just curious if, you're still th- if you still think that splitting a ballot because there's a nice Democrat on the, on the ballot, that that uh, I can't. That well, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Jim, I am mortified that there are people that still do straight party after what we live through year in and year out, vote in and vote out. I, I, it's not so much that I want to mix Democrats in with Republicans. I want people to be aware, just individuals, no more party politics, because the GOP and the DNC have the same banker, and that's why they love K Street, because that's the only game in town, brother. And this pay-to-play politics, it's got to stop. So if this is a solution, I'm all in, Jim, because I'll do anything that solves the problem. So 
I don't mind it. What I really wanted, if I remember correctly what you're speaking of, what I really wanted was judges to be identified by party because they don't know. They hide that they're all Democrats. So now you got the the Irish and the Democrats and the Marxist mafia all in charge of Cook County, Chicago, and the whole damn state of Illinois. You've got the biggest gangster in Chicago. His wife is on the Supreme Court. The biggest gangster in Chicago, next to Mike Madigan. His wife is on the Supreme Court. You're going to tell me she didn't know the scams he was doing for the last 50 years? Come on, brother. So whatever separates that. I'm not talking about judges, though. I thought you were talking about state reps. And and that's what, you know, the problem with state reps is even if there's this great Democrat, the problem is if you have enough of those great Democrats Mm -hmm. and you still have the the corrupt Madigan at the head of the party, can I ask you a question? How old are you, Jim? Sure. How old are you? Pardon? How old are you? How old are you? Seventy-four. Brother, there hasn't been a great Democrat for forty years, but thank you for the optimism. I appreciate it. I don't want Democrats. Sarah Glenview. Hi, Sean. I just wanted to tell you. I think I love hearing your voice. I love the fact that you've got the passion oh, of anger that a lot of us have. Thank you. And thank you so much for that. But anyway, what I really wanted to say was Biden pretends that he actually cares about about babies or kids being separated from their parents, but yet he doesn't. He fully supports abortion yeah. and he supports um, babies being born and then killing them. He yeah. supports that, but yet he pretends to care well, about if they're uh, if they're separated by actual murder. He's not too concerned. But if they're separated and each one of them promise to vote Democrat forever, then he really cares. And by the way, here's 450. A third of it goes to the American Communist Liberation Underground. Sarah, you made my night. Thank you very much for calling. See, Sarah's worth six of those fat guys in, in sport coats with dandruff on it criticizing me. I'll be back in 21 hours. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.